0: This is Anthony Richardson, and you're listening to Roster Watch.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Rosterwatch Nation, welcome back to the epic Watch podcast brought to you by Rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with The Trash Man. We're going to be doing a, a, a first-round dynasty mock draft today. I think we're going to be doing a one-quarterback one as uh, all the early ones that I've been taking part in have been super flex. Wanted to start getting some chops in here for any upcoming one quarterback uh, dynasty leagues that I have going on and just kind of go through that thought process with you guys. We'll also be breaking down uh, Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane. Trash man, is it still raining cats and dogs at your house? No. Well, just just little puppies. We could definitely use it. I'll take puppies. I'll take anything. You can be dogs, kittens. It's just, it's just, it's gotta be raining something. This lake's gotta get filled back up be- before the summertime.
0: I have no use for it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you could just spare it for the
1: rest of us. I've got to um, wipe,
0: wipe my dog's feet every time they come in and out of the house.
1: Listen, man. Uh, speaking of people coming in and out of your house, th- there's this issue with Joe Mixon that I just wanted to talk about um, from the from the news today and i'm looking here at this article on yahoo you know he he had a um he had back in march he was investigated for a shooting at his home and just reading from the article uh this is not what had has sort of come back up but this is from a,
0: like brandishing of a firearm
1: right well it's, it's 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 been a it's been a bad off season for joe mixon and i kind of want to discuss with you what you think we should be doing here with him on the best ball cheat sheet and in the dynasty rankings because there was um oh look here here's the here here's the new thing so joe mixon faces charges of aggravated menacing after he allegedly pointed a gun at a woman cincinnati police refiled charges against mixon after discovering new evidence while conducting the investigation so here's the here's the um the official release on Bengals uh, running back Joe Mixon from the city of Cincinnati about refiling a charge of aggravated menacing. This comes from Kelsey Conway on Twitter at Kelsey L Conway. Um, so here it is. This comes from, I want to make sure I read it right. So we're not, if we're talking about somebody's legal situation. We don't want to misrepresent it. So this is comes from the city of Cincinnati police department, Colonel Teresa, a Thieg. um, Update regarding alleged aggravated menacing incident that occurred on January 21st, 2023. Today, Cincinnati Police Department has refiled the criminal charge of aggravated menacing, a misdemeanor of the first degree against Mr. Joe Mixon. This decision was reached following the discovery of new evidence during the investigative process to preserve a fair and impartial judicial process for all parties involved. No investigatory details or evidence will be disclosed outside of official court proceedings. CPD is committed to a thorough evidence-driven investigation of all reported offenses. So they put out the press release saying that this is being being refiled. What happened in January was he was accused of pointing a gun to a woman. from the article, police claim Mixon allegedly pointed the gun at the woman and said, "You should be popped in the face. I should shoot you. The police can't get me." An arrest warrant was filed for Mixon, who was initially charged with aggravated menacing. So that was dropped, and a judge dismissed the case. Um, apparently, the incident took place the day before the Bengals played the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round of the playoffs. <laughs> so, <it was laughs> um, it was right, it. The, right, right in the big middle of everything, Joe Mixon had some. Had 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 some action. There was another thing that came up also in in March that was investigated in March after a shooting in his home. And he was um he was apparently let go of that thing. But from the article, it says he was involved in a separate police investigation after a March shooting at his home. Police opened an investigation after a teenager was shot at Mixon's home in March. The teenager was reportedly shot or was re- reportedly shooting Nerf guns and ran onto Mixon's property. An unknown suspect allegedly started shooting a gun at the teenager from the backyard of Mixon. Mixon needs to get to get 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 it together with his friends <laughs> who he's hanging out with. Like what? Um, the the teen was struck in the foot and went to the hospital with non life threatening injuries. Um, it goes on to say, investigators said Mixon was spotted carrying a weapon he legally owned and registered. He was cleared by police as a suspect. So th- this, uh, even if so, the NFL still look, has investigations into this stuff. Um, It seems to me like a pattern of alleged conduct that they certainly wouldn't be happy about. The fact that this thing has been refiled by Cincinnati police with what they claim is um, uh, a decision reached following the discovery of new evidence during the investigative process. To me, that that makes me significantly worried about what this could mean for Joe Mixon legally and, you know, any any victims here notwithstanding we're just here talking about it from a fantasy football perspective i i uh, i'm significantly worried about what we do with him in 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 fantasy um whenever you look at the Bengals depth chart i w- i mean tr- the only running backs they have on the roster right now truly are uh what is it travion williams and chris evans that's it You know, there's still a few free agent running backs left out there hanging around. Kareem Hunt's still out there. Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott's still out there. Um, They didn't make any real moves on the free agent market with these running backs. I don't know if they have an eye on maybe one of these guys in the draft or anything. It it doesn't feel like the Bengals have done much to – give themselves a backstop in case there is a suspension for Joe Mixon. I mean, what do you, after hearing this news from today about the charges being refiled for the January incident and the fact that this Mars in, in, incident that he's been cleared of was something that was investigated by the police where there was allegedly somebody, a teenager shot in the foot on his property. Um, doesn't this feel like some of the, the, the NFL is probably going to have to look into. And if so, I mean, what's the what's the president here? How many games are we looking at, and what do we do with him in best ball? What do we do with him in dynasty? I'm beginning to wonder if I should just—I mean, maybe just remove him from the best ball cheat sheet until this thing gets cleared up. Or at some point, does he become a avou- val Does at some point, if the guys let him fall to the 11th, 12th round, or something like that, you just you know, you just take him and hope it's best ball that you can, you know, maybe get some spike weeks down the stretch. I mean, I'm more concerned about him leaving the Bengals than I am about the
0: NFL punishing him. I feel like it might be another kind of Kamara situation where by the time anything happens in the court of law, you know, the NFL is kind of, you know, slow to, slow to
1: respond. But see, but the NFL, don't you, with the, the, here's the thing about it though. the Alvin Kamara with the Alvin Kamara situation, the, the, the NFL was alerted by Las Vegas Metro police about, about this happening before they allowed him to play the next day in the damn Pro Bowl. Right. So it was like it, it was going to look terrible for the NFL to do anything to Alvin Kamara until there was a formal investigation by the police and until the 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 proceedings had already gone through because they had already taken the stance back at the Pro Bowl whenever it was their money and their reputation and things on the line to say, look, we're going to let the legal process pay it, play out. We're going to, you know what I mean? I don't feel like that they're going to be as even handed with every single player as they had to be with Kamara, just by their own doing, right? That was by their own doing that they set that precedent early. I don't think that's a president that's necessarily always, always set that the legal process has to be be able to play completely out. And with a, with a situation like this, with it being refiled, who knows when, when anything could come down as far as um, the results of the investigation, I don't think that they would be able to like indict him or get any kind of um, Uh, have any sort of trial by the time that the season were to start. But if, but it, but it feels like once the, once the facts of the investigation are, are laid out, that, that to me feels like the time where where the NFL could say, okay, we had these two separate investigations that occurred in January and March. We're going to look into these before the NFL season gets started.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I've yet to hear anything from the NFL in regards to either of these situations. So it's hard to speculate you know, what
1: they'll do without hearing anything from them. I, I, I know it's hard to speculate, but this is our job. So, know, what, know, so what do we do about mixing just, and best ball? Well, we don't, I mean, we don't take him. His ADP is already in the tank trash, man. I mean, it's already in the tank. Let me just pull. I just it think it's more likely that he's
0: on another team than he'll be reprimanded by the NFL, at least to some great de- degree.
1: Uh, but i don't think it has to i don't think that it necessarily i'm not talking i don't i I, I, I don't think this is an either or thing this is this isn't a binary he can be on another team and still get disciplined from the NFL. i know i'm just saying it seems more likely to me that would another team want to take him with all this stuff swirling around
0: yeah why why because (laughs) because he's a Still a good NFL running
1: back. So if he's a good NFL running back, why shouldn't we be interested in with him in in in, in, in fantasy, regardless of the spot he ends up in? I, I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't be.
0: I mean, you seem to be more apprehensive in this situation than I am regarding this.
1: Well, well, I I am I yeah. I'm I'm worried he's going to be. I'm I'm worried he's going to be suspended. So do I'm you think- less I'm less worried that'll be suspended. Would you take Joe Mixon at the seventh round, eighth round turn in in a best ball league right now? So that would make him your... Probably your RB3. RB3, yeah. Would you take Damian Pierce for Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift ahead of him? Rashad White? Yes. All those guys. What about Cam Akers or Isaiah Pacheco? I hate Cam Akers. <laughs> oh, that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I I I have him. I have Mixon right now priced in to be able to take a risk on him in best ball right now at the beginning of the eighth round if he falls there and it's behind this tier. This tier of Rashad White, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Joe Joe Mixon. I, think I feel like he, I feel like before he should have been in the tier more, more closely, like above the J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Javante Williams. I feel like now he belongs in that low, that slightly lower tier. Whenever, and that's also after you get through, you know, get through some of these sort of lower end. You know, upside wide receiver two type of of wide receivers. Like after you get through the George Pickenses and the Kadarius Tonys, now that it looks like he'll be the number one in Kansas City, um, Traylon Burks, um, Quentin Johnston, Rashad Bateman, these kinds of guys. I think those guys should probably be off the board before you look at mixing.
0: I mean, the thing is, the thing is, like I feel like in best ball situations, like. Hedging your bets on, on Joe Mixon playing the season could pay dividends in a best ball situation.
1: I think so too, I, and I, I I think probably with this, I think we'll we probably be able to get him at the beginning of the eighth round or something like that. I don't. I, I think I just think that's where the, I think that's where I become comfortable, you know, looking at a player with these sorts of issues swirling. Not to mention what you said about the possibility about an, an, another team. All the rest of it, man. That's a lot of questions about Joe Mixon. You know and he he's he's had a checkered checkered his history with these kinds of interactions you know it's um i, I think that that's i think that's probably fine i just i, I wanted to make sure with you that uh, I wasn't kind of overreacting to it but i i don't i, I don't feel like it's overreactionary i think that we, that we need to you know we need to be um we need to be clear eyed with how we look at this and not overreact but I also don't want to underreact and just pr- pretend like you know, pretend like it's not there. So, yeah. So I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. But I still, I still want to have some exposure to. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see if we get it. I'm going to start running simulations here on version 1.5 of the best ball cheat sheet. Of course, you can find that over at rosterwatch.com. I updated it yesterday with the news about uh, Kyler Murray, where it's, I I just got Kyler Murray way the hell down um, with the news. It looks like he's not going to be ready to start the season. And I just, it's funny. I, I saw that the, um, I got sent an email from one of these gambling websites, Trash Man, and it has the, uh, it, the, the team most likely to have the, the first overall pick or like the worst record in the league next year. They currently have that as the Cardinals, the sports books hmm. do. So maybe they knew something about Kyler. Just, just the state of that team, man, they're going to have to really rebuild and, and do, some, do some things as they – I mean, well, chances are D-Hop's not going to be there. As they develop a new identity. Um, all right. So the mixing stuff, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to get that updated again, version 1.5 of the Best Ball Cheat Sheet. I'll get it to our web guy, and that'll be up at some point on Friday. All right, let's get through it, Trash Man. So let's just do a one-man dynasty mock draft. Um, or, I'm sorry, a one-quarterback, 12-team dynasty rookie mock draft. Let's just say that I get to the number one overall pick, <laughs> and, then, and then you get to go number two. Um, because I, you know, it's just like uh, I wish I had a pen so I could keep track of this. I'll just do it on, I'll just do it here on the old computer. With the first pick in this one, of course, it's going to go Bijan Robinson from Texas. Um, it's, I've yet to be in a draft or see a draft where it's anything different than that. Uh, anything different than that would be, uh, you know, absolutely cockamamy. So, uh, Bijan Robinson, we've talked and talked and talked about him ad, ad nauseum. He's a guy who it's like, Everybody knows how good the Bijan is. That I started doing his write up and his evaluation for the website, and I'm just like, why? Am, why am I even doing this? Everybody knows who Bijan is. Everybody knows he's the best. Everybody knows he's the 101. Like, there's a bunch of you know people don't know who Tank Bigsby is, or they might not know who Sean Tucker is, or they might not know is is he a of Everybody knows Bijan Robinson. Everybody knows that he's the 101. So with the first pick, I go Bijan Robinson, and I feel like here at the at the pick number two, I know who I would always take. I'm not sure who you are going to be taking uh here so this probably won't be I doubt this will be a chalk kind of dynasty rookie fallout like like uh, a lot of people have have seen because I know that our rankings could differ slightly from others but who would you take here 102 dynasty rookie uh dynasty rookie draft one quarterback P- uh, P- ppr everything you know uh rel- relatively standard I would
0: I don't know. And I would probably take, well, based off of our last podcast, I might take, I might just go on a limb and take Zach Charbonnet there.
1: You're going to take Charbonnet. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk, talk about talk about Charbonnet. You just really, so is Char, Charbonnet, I saw in Archie, you actually put him over, uh, you actually put him over Jameer Gibbs. You like him better. I mean, I I think it's fine. I think it's bold, but I think it's fine. It's really with Charbonnet. I think he's one of these guys where, you know, I got to watch some of the, uh, you know, um, once I, you know, I watched some of the highlights and the YouTube stuff. But once I got my hands on some of the all 22s and watched those, I just I got to see just what a. It, it, you can really see what a what a zone penetrator he is, and just how good he is between the tackles. And then you just you know what, when you get those end zone views, it's it's very very obvious and very very clear how intentional and, and decisive he is. I think he's going to be a terrific NFL runner. I think he's going to be a terrific asset in the receiving game. I, I mean his receiving chops are undeniable. He's he's big. He's fast enough.
0: I mean that's um, really it for me. It's he's so big. And he's fast and he can catch a ball. He's an excellent pass catcher. I just don't know that we have that combination, you know, of intangibles and, you know, skill set from any other back behind Bijan Robinson. And so I don't, you know, I'll be a trash man and go on the limb and take Charbonnet
1: there. Okay. Well, for me, the number three is really, really easy. It's who I thought, what I thought you were going to say, because I was pressuring you to move Jackson Smith and Jigba up above the guy who you had as your n- number one and Quentin Johnston. So um, I'm going Jackson Smith and Jigba here. Clearly, I can't believe I'm starting out. I, I get to pick Bijan and JSN, the running back one and the wide receiver one. But clearly, everybody knows how we feel about Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, all he's done through the process is continue, even despite little hurdles and little obstacles and little things like deciding not to run the 40 and, all the rest of it and being injured for all this season. Um, He's done the things through the process that, I mean, it feels like he's gotten the entire fantasy community, the entire NFL community, basically to consider him the wide receiver one, even though oftentimes uh, those groups are reticent to do so for players that played primarily out of the slot in college. So uh, JSN for me, that will be my uh, third, my third pick. And we should Whatever we say to these guys, we should probably say their their position and their school, just in case, you know, newer listeners that haven't heard us break all these guys down. So that's Jack, that's Zach Charbonnet, the running back from UCLA going second. Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver from Ohio State, goes off the board third here in this one quarterback uh 12 pick dynasty rookie mock. All right, you're 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 the one oh four trash, man.
0: Then I'll take so, Gibbs.
1: Yeah. I mean that that that's the obvious see. The, the, the next pick is where this gets really hard, Trashman. So we'll take Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Uh, my running back two, uh, currently have Zach Charbonnet at number three, but I can understand Trashman doing this. I'm not going to be getting Gibbs over Charbonnet, but the fact that he has Charbonnet at two and I have Gibbs at two and we each have the, those guys at three for each of us personally, that means that Byron's going to have to come in and break that tie. And I'll be really interested to see what Byron says, uh, you know, once he does his breakdown of of Gibbs versus Charbonnet. This to me, the 1.05 is where it it feels like this feels like the 110 in Superflex, right? Because in Superflex, you get. No, this feels like the 109 is Superflex. Because with these, like these are the four, like these are those, those four players that we just talked about are the four that I really want along with those four quarterbacks. So in whatever order they go off, like I feel like by the time you get through the first eight and super flex, these four guys are going to go off and th- maybe Jordan Addison is going to be there. You know, maybe Jordan Addison goes off, but the four quarterbacks, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis whatever order those four guys are going are to be off the board. I was picking at 110 in a super flex earlier and somebody did take Jordan Addison. And at that point, I was very disappointed. I, I, I had Jordan Addison lined up and I know that I've been talking about maybe liking Zay Jones better than Jordan Addison and stuff like liking who? <laughs> I'm sorry, not Zay Jones. Zay Flowers, better than, uh, better than Jordan Addison. Um, when it, whenever, my, you know, whenever my nuts were out on the table and I was actually making a pick in one of these leagues that I care about, I was disappointed that somebody took Jordan, Jordan Addison at, 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 the, at the 109. So, that's how
0: you really feel.
1: Yeah. And so Jordan – I mean, I, just, I, I can't get Jordan Addison's 2021 season at Pitt out of my head. And I, th- I think that there were just plays at USC that um, – that he put on tape that were magnificent you know he just he, he he wasn't quite as prolific but it was a it was a new it was a new system he moved across the country um a lot of pressure a lot, you know surrounded with a lot better you know a lot lot a lot better surrounding cast a lot more competition um jordan addison is still ranked by guys like daniel jeremiah as his top wide receiver in the whole draft uh, by far um and so kind of going with the wisdom of crowds stuff, going with my own my own personal feelings. Like when I got into this spot just earlier today, like I said, in one of my more important leagues, I was disappointed that that it was gonna have to be Flowers instead of uh, Jordan Addison. So Jordan Addison, wide receiver from um, USC, previously of Pitt, is who I will go with here at the with the one oh five. Trash man, we're back to you with the one oh six. And I'll go with my boy Quentin Johnston. Okay, so with Quentin Johnston out of from, um, TCU. So Quentin Johnston from TCU, disappointing three cone, disappointing forty time, horrible pro day. Um, got a lot of Josh Doxon vibes while I was there, it's just because I was standing in the same place I was standing when I was watching Josh Doxson. Mm-hmm. But it, it it felt like, um, you know, I I just I I, I had issues with the hands. I had issues with, with, with the way he looked, with his change in direction and everything like that. But um, Scott Barrett, our good friend, he had a great thread on Twitter I'd recommend everybody going to look at. I think it's at Scott Barrett, DFB. From, uh, he's from fantasypoints.com. He's been on the pod a million times. He's, he's, he's been on the radio show a lot. He's a super sharp dude. And he was just talking about Quentin Johnston and how historically good he is in – the in the forced miss tackles and just his, his, his yards after catch. His I mean, yeah, you can't deny what he did there at TCU. I mean, I get it. He had a bad pro day.
0: I mean, I wasn't there, um, you know, so that lends some, some bias. I in either direction to, to both of, for both of us, but I can't deny what he did at TCU. I can't deny his prototypical build I can't deny the speed that he has on tape that he shows on tape to me. I just think he's got arguably the most potential to be a number one receiver on a, on a, on a given NFL squad, you know, just out of the gate.
1: We got Cody, we got Cody Carpentier, our good friend in chess. And what if Johnson goes 33 to Houston? Well, Cody, you, 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 you know that they're after, I mean, I wouldn't be, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he'll go with that. I don't think he'll go with – What do they pick at twelve? Houston picks at twelve, right? Is that right? I can make sure. I thought it was earlier, but no, because because they traded. Um, yeah, so they got tw- they got twelve um, in the pick from Cleveland. So picking at twelve, and I mean it should it I it it wasn't any it was not any um mystery or, or like like it wasn't um it was just very it was it was very very clear that nick casario was there at the tcu pro day to to, to watch quentin johnston there, there there wasn't anybody there else that he he was there to watch you know he yeah. was standing there around him when he was doing his stuff all of it and kendra miller at the at the combine the running back from tcu he was asked by one of these dinky reporters that goes around and say like, Hey, have, 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 have you met with the Bengals? Have you met with the, you know, do you know these guys do this right? Mm-hmm. They go back to their bl- fan blogs and they're like, you know, like, you know, every prospect in the league says they'd love to play for the Browns. <laughs> it's like, because of course it's like, what would it mean to you to get to play for the Cleveland Browns? He'd be like, Oh, the Browns, that would be great. You know, <laughs> any team that drafts me is like, if they want me like, I'm, I'm just going to be there to do work. Like all of it. I just don't understand what kind of content these people are trying to harvest it. You know, they spend all that money go to the combine and like, you come home with that kind of story. But anyway, this dude asked Kendra Miller heroes, asked Kendra Miller if, if he's, if he's met with the Texans and can, Ken, and Kendra Miller just said, yes, they're very interested in Quentin, Quentin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he just came out and said that. So I don't know, man, maybe he could, I'm not sure he falls to 33 Cody. I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know that it will fall to 33 is the yeah. only thing. Um, but we have fallen to the. Well, I've been filibustering here because I I I hate this pick. After yeah, the, I don't I, think I don't think
0: two wide receivers, more than two wide receivers, go before Johnston.
1: I mean, to me, what I'm thinking here is okay. I I'm not gonna. I, it's a in a one quarterback league. I'm I'm not gonna go with a quarterback. Clearly, if this was a super flex league, I would I'd go with any quarterback that were available to me here. Um, trash me, I just. Out of curiosity, in super, in in superflex, do you do you still I, I I know in one quarterback Anthony Richardson is the way to go just because of the absolute upside and just the dynamic athleticism and the fact that you could just have an absolute nuclear monster on your hands. Mm-hmm. In superflex, it's a little bit different because a lot of times, like you know, you can get these guys who if they're just back in if they turn out to be back in quarterback ones and and you can get them in immediately and they're you know. Mm -hmm. Um, those guys have, those guys have a a lot more value in super flex than they do in, in, um, in a league where it's just just, just a onesie position. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in super super flex, are you more interested in like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud than an Anthony Richardson? Or do you still go with the upside of Richardson? Just got to, I, I, I know in one quarterback, you're, you're, you're going to say Richardson. I go with Young there. Uh, Yeah, I think I would too. I think I would too. Um that's what, I was, that's what I was hoping I could do in a possible trade-up that I was working on in this draft that just got started earlier today. I was planning to move up to the 1.04 to see if I could get Bryce Young right after Anthony Richardson went, went, went at the uh, – it went Bijan, Anthony Richardson 1.02, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba 1.03. I was trying to get up to 1.04 to get to uh, Bryce Young because I kind of wanted him in that super flex league more than I wanted Anthony Richardson, who a lot of NFL evaluators now are starting to say this guy's going to – you know, you're going to, need to be patient with him for at least a couple of years. Anderson or young Anderson. Oh no, no. Rich- Richardson. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you're thinking of Will Anderson who's going to be going pretty close to those guys in the, in the real NFL draft. Um, I'm thinking right now it's for me, it's either Zay flowers, the wide receiver from Boston college, or I just, for me it's hard because I have a group of running backs right here after these guys in, in um, Kendra Miller and Roshan Johnson, A-Chain, these guys I kind of have in a similar – all in the similar bucket, right? I think after Zay Flowers, I, I, I don't really – you know, my next guy after that was, was prob- probably Josh Downs, and I'd much, much, much rather have Zay Flowers than Josh. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Zay Flowers right here because I know if you go running back with one of these next, next picks – that I'll just be able to pick whoever is left over between those guys. So I'll take Zay Flowers, the truly uh, dynamic wide receiver out of Boston College, Shrine Game participant this year. The Shrine Game, just the, the crown jewel of, of the Shrine Game and a guy who we sort of consider to be a mix of a San Antonio Holmes meets Elijah Moore. Uh, Byron calls him a, a little bit of a Philip Dorsett type. Um Zay Flowers, uh, Boston College. I, that's that's where I'm going here. You're now at the 1.07, and I think this right here now, this right here for me is where things get unusually tough. Like I think if you're at the, I'm 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 sorry. So the 1.0 is that so Bijon? It went Bijon, Charbonnet, JSN, Gibbs, Addison, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers the 1.07 is where things get really hard because it feels like there's a fall off at all these spots.
0: Yeah. I mean, would it be, would it be crazy to take uh Richardson there then? I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily think I, so. I think I'd take Richardson. I'm, I mean, I'm going with upside here
1: <laughs> okay. so far. I mean, I, I think it's I'm probably, doing, I'm looking for the
0: fences. And so I, 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 I think taking in Anderson here, Richardson, I, I think I'm conflating Anthony and Richardson and saying Anderson. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take
1: Richardson there. Why not? Okay, so he'll, he'll take Anthony Richardson, the just the upside out of monster. Florida. The upside monster quarterback out of Florida. If you want, kind of want to see what – he looked like it is pro day. Byron was out there attending it. He filmed. It's a pretty shitty job he did filming all the quarterback reps, but you can at least sort of see. And then, I mean, I would just go if if you didn't see what he was able to do at his combine performance, um, he broke every record that there is. You know, he's he's a, he's, <laughs> a, he's he's like a nuclear like Cam Newton meets jo, meets Josh Allen kind of kind of kind of guy. Um, just gonna need some work. F- a fifty three percent completion percentage, and another guy that you know. I was I was I I was watching some all twenty two of of Florida today as 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 well trash man and mm-hmm. um I wanted to watch the wide receiver Cedric Tillman a guy who who we haven't done our work on but a guy who got mocked in Lance Zerline's most recent mock with the last pick in the first round and I was like well shit I mean we we need to get an, an eval on 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 this guy for sure um, he didn't pop onto the radar for it. Because he didn't get pulled in because of his statistical profile from 2022, had him playing with an injury and, and being hurt for most of the time. But watching some of that 2021 stuff, and a little bit of 2022, you can see that Richardson. I mean, there are some things he's going to need to need to work on. So, um, all right. So for me with this next one, I'm going with I'm going with my guy. I've already taken Bijan Robinson. Um, my next pick here is going to be Roshan Johnson, his backup from the University of Texas. He was uh he you know an, an, another guy that's just really good in that force miss tackle stuff. Um a complete you know um what do you call him? Just like a, a picturesque perfect employee, about as good as you can imagine model, just from a team standpoint. A model employee. Right. And he's just good, man. He's going to be a guy that are in short yard situations. He's the best pass protector in the draft. Um, I'm not sure that he's going to be somebody who's going to completely take the lid off of the defense and 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 you know take it to the house the way that Bijan was able to do. But he's always going to be falling forward. He's always driving his legs. He's an ex quarterback. He's got a real real good mind for the game. He's probably the best 225 pounds just on the hoof that I've seen in a in a running back just with with, with the way he looks. So um we'll go Roshan Johnson there with that pick. We have Cody saying Byron's too busy fondling himself over the player ID from Richardson. He couldn't hold the camera. So that was good of Byron to get that. This is this is Anthony Richardson and you're listening to the roster watch. <laughs> Maybe I'll stick that one in at the beginning of this once we get into post-production. Um all right, so trash man, it is gone B. John Robinson, Texas, Zach Charbonnet, running back UCLA, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver. Ohio State, Jameer Gibbs, running back Alabama, Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver TCU, Zay Flowers, wide receiver uh, Boston College, Anthony Richardson, quarterback Florida, Roshan Johnson, um, running back Texas. So that gets us to the 1.09. You are now at the 1.10 with your second-to-last pick in this one-quarterback dynasty mock.
0: Okay, and did you – did you already take Flowers?
1: Yes. It sucks. It sucks taking somebody right after that fall off. Yeah. I didn't want to, be to do it.
0: In that case, I will take... You know,
1: I'm going to go with Azia Bonaconda. You like a Bonaconda better than Kendra Miller? Okay.
0: So... I don't know if I don't know if he's a better athlete. I don't think he's probably a better athlete, but I think I think an NFL team is more likely to put Abanikanda in a in a position to succeed
1: than they are going to with A chain. Oh my God, trash man! Oh, oh, with A chain. Oh, I wouldn't. Even, I I was considering Kendra Miller. You were you were considering A A chain. You might like him better than than A chain and Kendra. You're, you're gonna have a Bandaconda top five? Oh, I thought I thought Miller had already. Miller, Miller's available. Miller's still there. Then I'll take Miller. Okay, so you'll take Kendra Miller. Yeah. But yeah, I think I am gonna move a Bandaconda over over a chain. Okay. Well, I mean, this is going to be an anticlimactic ending to this thing because I'm going to take Devon A. Chain here from Texas A&M uh, with the uh, one with 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 the one point eleven. Um, I don't love him. I don't love the fact that he's sub one one ninety. I don't like the fact that he's a guy with small hands, short arms. I've talked about all this, but as Trashman has pointed out, it's really hard to look at him and watch him on tape and not say that he plays a lot bigger and a lot meaner and a lot more fierce than than that he really like he really is you know he's a he's 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 a fun player to watch the team that gets him is going look to look to look at him to be a weapon and i know that you know we're going on total outlier cases here but as we talked about he could be a supercharged like philip Lindsay type of player um i think he's gonna be more than just like a tariq cohen um dree archer type of guy he really does have a you know, he has, he's, he's, he's got a really good profile across the board. And so uh, I'll go with A-Chain here. I don't think he's going to fall this far in most drafts. And I guess I know who, who you're going to take at the 112. Yeah, I'm taking um, Izzy. Okay, so and then Izzy of Banacanda from Pitt. And if you want to know more about him, you can watch our breakdown from just the last podcast here on the podcast feed or on YouTube to go uh, check him out. But a guy that's kind of moving up for us, he's not going to be top five for me, but he's certainly going to be in that tier uh, of guys. I start considering more. I was figuring he was going to be a guy I would be considering more towards the mid to late second of these drafts. But uh, I guess trash, man, you're kind of taking a little bit of a stand here on your guy. I th- let's just talk about the best of the rest and other guys who could have possibly gone here Um if you're doing these drafts and maybe guys you could consider, I think probably uh, in a lot of, in a lot of these setups, you're going mean, to have like a, a Bigsby or McIntosh. I think you, you think I, I, like... Kenny McIntosh is, is not going to, is not going to go, but I do think, I think, well, I think right. people might take him there. I'm not Kenny McIntosh. Yeah. dude, Kenny Mac. Don't, don't, don't stick Don't Kenny McIntosh in the first round of these drafts. Are you kidding I thought me? This is, I thought this is the, the, the turn. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're starting to get the turn. But, I mean, there's still guys like the, Josh Downs is still there. Um, Marvin I, 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 I mean, I was just
0: talking about as far as running backs go because that's what maybe we were most recently talking about.
1: Yeah, I, Yeah. maybe people start going with the Tank big, Bigsby's of the world. There's a lot of people that love Sean Tucker from Syracuse. He's the next guy that I'll be riding up after I get done with my Tank Bigsby write-up that I'm doing right now. A lot of people love Bigsby. I I like Bigsby based on what I've seen so far. I don't think he looks that much different as a junior than he than, than he than he did as a freshman. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, but, you know, I'll be I'll be watching more of him and getting that uh, breakdown up over the weekend on the website and uh, Trashman and I at the end of the next podcast will probably have the Bigsby breakdowns and uh, some of these next guys that we're going to be doing. But speaking of those breakdowns, Trashman, you just got done with your Ty J Spears stuff. So let's talk about Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulsa. Two lane. I'm sorry, Tulane. So he he was a senior, uh, five, five, nine and a half, 204 pounds, thirty and five eighths inch um, uh, Wings hand. There. I mean, wing, arm ten inch hand. He uh, we 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 adjusted the four four seven that he ran at his pro day to a four four two. He'll be four 20, five two. I'm sorry, a four five two. Man, I'm I'm all kinds of off today. I guess uh, he'll There's be twenty weather maybe. Yeah, he'll be 22 in 2023, so still relatively young for a guy who played all four years in college. Little bit of an injury concern with him. He said he told Cody at the Senior Bowl that his knee was perfect, and he certainly looked like. I mean, he was one of our, you know, he was one of our all Senior Bowl guys there during the week of practices. An excellent pass catcher. Yeah, I mean, the 10 inch hands sort of go to go 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 to show that he's represented by our good friend martin Frischman, who just has all the best things to say about him from a personality standpoint really tough um he he basically had the most impressive play of the whole senior bowl from any offensive player that i saw with that one catch and the one-on-one drills at the end of practice where he where he just embarrassed and stole the soul out of that poor linebacker with that uh with that two-way go on the option route you can find that on on twitter just type in like ty j spears steals soul you know you you probably find it by by uh doing that stuff i also just i i i he's to me i always love these guys with the great contact balance right with the with the um the ability to shed through their through their hips through their bodies through through their through the you know the low the lower portions of their legs and he's a guy who can who can do that i remember that um it was, uh, what, what was it, the PFF, the stat I saw from PFF on Tajay Spears. It was about the, his total yards this year versus his yards after contact. Oh, it was, I mean, It's in my write-up. Oh, okay. Um, do, you, do you remember?
0: I mean, he had 1,586 yards, and 1,052
1: of those came after contact. Yeah, so that's the same stat that I saw. And it's like in 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 it makes sense, man. He's a he, he he's a bowling ball. Uh, and he has the ability to absolutely take over football games. You can go and watch him versus USC. Do you have the numbers pulled up for what he did versus USC?
0: Yeah. That's the um, game you want
1: to watch if you want to see the best of Tajay Spears.
0: He had
1: Four rushing touchdowns, 205 total yards. Yeah, man, it's like it was a it was the Tajay Spears just murder fest. Talk about your evaluation of him. Talk about what you saw whenever you you know my my exposure to him was in the bowl game, and then just of course getting to be around him for the week of the Senior Bowl, seeing seeing him at the combine and stuff like that. But I felt like the intel that we got with him was good since we got to be around him a little bit more than usual, just because of the connections with with, with the agency and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, the thing is, like, Spears is built like a third down back, and I think a lot of people are going to pigeonhole him as one. But he plays more like a bruising between the tackles, two down back. Um, And you said, like, he's got really good contact balance. Leg tackles aren't going to work against him for the most part. And he's not tiny, you know. He's 204 pounds. And I think he's got room to – Room to put on a little bit more weight there too. I don't think it's the kind of thing where he just doesn't have the frame to do it.
1: He's fine. Um, he he looks fine. Yeah, I remember it, the senior bowl saying I thought he looked a little bit Michael Carter ish.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my initial comparison, but I ended up not going with Carter there. Um, his Did six. 8- to Devonte
1: Freeman again. You've comped like three guys to to Devonte Freeman in this. No, it, just,
0: it was just once for Devonte Freeman.
1: No, I comped him to Travis Etienne etn but etn's taller and runs like a run he's, run, he's only runs, he's only a half inch taller runs like a duck is he really only only a half inch, inch taller?
0: taller yeah okay and only four pounds difference between the ETN two seems so much bigger than tajay i guess not but he's you know tajay's his 6.8 yards per carry at tulane was i mean it's pretty incredible and like you said like you know the yards after contact being most of his yards. He's a violent runner when he gets going. Um, Displaying a lot of burst and sharp cutting ability. Um, Patient back, almost too patient sometimes. Um, He can be a little indecisive at times because he has the ability to uh, accelerate quickly and he has that burst, so it doesn't hurt him a lot of the time or it hasn't in college, but um, he's going to need to be a little bit more decisive at the next level. Um, like you said, like at the Senior Bowl, we saw him catch some passes and do some real damage with it, but we didn't see he wasn't used as a pass catching back that often
1: at Tulane. Well, what was his receiving mark? is his market share of team receptions. So his market share of team receptions at Tulane. I mean, it was twenty. It, it was a it was a nine percent market share. So it was even though if if you felt like you didn't see it much, it was still good enough, and it and it meets the the threshold i want to see usually seven percent to say that this is a guy who you know was definitely pretty involved in, in in the receiving game as a pass catcher out of the backfield so 22 it's not 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 terrible from last season i mean nine nine percent i mean you look at a nine percent market share it's just like uh, of, of of all the guys who were at the combine that would have been 11th place yeah you know the highest was evan evan hole 22%. Tank Bigsby was second at nine, 19%. Huh. Here, here, here's here's that list, by by the way, uh, of, of all the guys with more than 9% market share of team receptions that went to the combine. E- Evan Hall with 22% from Northwestern. Tank Bigsby from Auburn with 19%. Deuce Vaughn from KSU with 17%. A-Chain from Texas A&M with 16%. Sean Tucker from Syracuse with 16%. Jameer Gibbs from Alabama with 16%. Eric Gray from Oklahoma with 13%. Your boy, Kenny McIntosh from Georgia with 13%. Our guy, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA with 13%. Mr. Fall Down and lose his shoes in his helmet. Chase Brown from Illinois at 10%. And then Tajay Spears at 9%. So 11th best of, in that particular metric of all players at the NFL Combine. So – yeah i can uh i can certainly see it so your comp to him is travis etn where do you think he's gonna get drafted is it gonna be day? is it gonna be a day two pick i think so i'm i'm looking here on on mock draftable and his his top two comps of people that you would recognize not definitely not etn but it was um it's Travis Homer and Damian Harris. What do you think? What do you, what do you think of those? He doesn't look like very Damian Harris. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't look like Damian Harris. I mean, I guess maybe the running styles. Maybe look at this other one, Ken, Ken, Kenneth Dixon, an, another Louisiana guy, uh, repped by repped by a freshman. It's kind of, huh. kind of, it's kind of, kind of funny. It's, he's kind of Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon like. I don't, I, I don't, I I don't mind that one. He doesn't have the small hands like Kenneth Dixon. No, he's got huge hands. Yep. All right, so b- moment of truth then, trash man. I mean, where do you rank? Where do you rank Tajay Spears? Do you like him? Uh, I mean, do you? So he's uh, he's below a chain in the band for you. I don't know that he's below a chain. You don't know that he's below a chain? Okay. Oh, all right. So but he's certainly but he's above Eric Gray. Y- yeah, because leaving the Senior Bowl, we kind of thought Eric Gray, Tajay, or you know, two peas in a pod. We like them both sort of the same. I feel I like think Spears they're... is a more dynamic player than Gray. Yeah. yeah. So Spears and, and you, and you're to the point where you're to the point where you might like Spears better than your, than your sweetest lover, baby boy, Devon A. Chain from Texas A&M. It's not, it's nothing personal.
0: It's just, I think that more teams are going to be able to find something to do with spears on a consistent basis than a chain or give him a chance i just don't know i don't have enough faith in in the nfl to give a chain the the opportunities he deserves but but you have faith in them to to give those opportunities to tie Jay spears more so than a chain um, i mean i feel like it's kind of a similar kind of in similar boats but spears is a little bit bigger um has shown that he can I mean, those yards per carry and, and the yards after contact, I mean, you can't, that's something you really can't deny. And I think teams give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt based on that, more so than A-Chain.